Hello and welcome to the Amnesty International podcast for May 2007. To find out more, please visit www.amnesty.org. This month, we look at the issues raised in the organisation's annual report. Thirty-four days of war last summer in Lebanon and northern Israel killed more than a thousand people and fear drove one and a quarter million from their homes, looking for a security that was lost among the bullets, bombs and rockets. The parks and open spaces of Beirut filled up with the displaced. We don't want anything other than peace. Look at this child. There's no bread or milk. Bread is so expensive now. Isn't that a crime? We don't want war. We don't want trouble. Fear has led two and a half million people to flee their homes in Darfur. 200,000 are dead, and far from stopping, the conflict is now spreading to Chad and the Central African Republic. Azza Ibrahim is living at a site at Gosbeda for internally displaced Chadians. She's 32 and has one daughter. Her husband disappeared about a year ago when he left their village to search for cattle the Janjaweed had stolen from the family. He hasn't been seen since. They've killed all our men and left us helpless. The men used to feed us, but now there is no one to help us at all. They used knives to cut the men's throats and guns to shoot down defenseless people. Now we can't even find food to eat in our own country. Activists around the world have been calling on the Sudanese government to immediately accept deployment of international peacekeepers to protect civilians in the troubled region of Darfur. Despite these calls, reports continue of killing, rape and looting, and internationally those who might change things do nothing. An ocean away and families are still being separated, as the detention centre in Guantanamo Bay is now more than five years old. Still, there's no access to justice for those detained, just military commissions with flawed procedures that fail to deliver fair trials. And the unlawful practice of exporting suspected terrorists to secret detention centres, often in countries known to use torture, was exposed. The US government admitting to its programme of extraordinary renditions and European governments admitting being involved. In 2003, Yemeni national Mohammed Bashmila was detained during a brief trip to Jordan and handed over to the US. He was held in secret US custody for 18 months, completely isolated and cut off from his family. He was never told why he'd been arrested and never charged with any crime. And then they covered my eyes and ears with a band and covered it all with a sticking plaster. At that moment, I could not feel anything anymore because they hit every part of my body. But my mind was thinking, and I just felt or thought that God must have spared me from feeling the pain and suffering. That was one thing. The other thing is that I was wondering how my mama and wife were doing now. Then they dragged us onto a plane. However, in some of the world's most troubled places, despite threats and opposition, 
Courageous individuals are working for human rights, from Colombia to Sri Lanka. Increasingly, people are joining together to make clear their demands. We have suggested that we leave everything we do in this country to come here because it's worth it. You know, if not for you, for your children. Here in Nigeria, Felix Morka is working with local residents to stop the government forcibly evicting people and destroying their homes. If you cannot help me make my house better, don't destroy the one that I have made by myself. That's the principle. That's why we continue to fight the government when they try to demolish the community. There's also been progress made in delivering justice. The International Criminal Court has indicted the leaders of the Lord's Resistance Army in Uganda, and the former Liberian President Charles Taylor's trial is due to start shortly. In fact, the International Criminal Court's first prosecution will be of those accused of recruiting child soldiers in the Democratic Republic of Congo, where more than two years after the government launched a countrywide programme to release and reintegrate child soldiers into civilian